It is time to bring it back to vulnerability, back to connection. Here on the How's Your Heart podcast, we chat weekly about the practical ways to deepen the relationship with ourselves and how to cultivate that with the people around us too. My name is Jess. I am the host here on the How's Your Heart podcast. And alongside some amazing guests together, we are here to create psychologically safe spaces and to put into practice asking more than just how are you. Instead, we're asking, how's your heart? Hey guys, welcome back to the How's Your Heart podcast. I'm Jess, your host. If, you're not, if you have not been here before, welcome to the show. If you have been here before, welcome back. So good to have you here again. Uh, today, we're going to be diving into everything breakups, heartbreak, single eras, and we're really just going to have a bit of a girl chat, quite honestly. I thought we would switch the name of the podcast just for this episode from How's Your Heart to How's Your Broken Heart. Um, A little bit of a spin on the name because, you know, these things are heavy. These things are felt by everyone. And if you haven't been through a breakup yet, it's okay. You'll get your turn and you can listen to this episode and we can have a nice little cup of tea together. I'm currently drinking a cup of of English breakfast, um, which is getting me through the day. Um, but I did record this episode on Wednesday and I thought I would re-record because I have a little bit of an update. I recorded that episode thinking that I was going to be, I guess, out of the dating ring for a little while. But turns out she's going on a date today at 2 p.m. with someone I don't really know too much. But So stay tuned for um, next week's episode because maybe I'll have more to update. Maybe it will be a crazy experience. I haven't been on a date in a really long time, which is why on Wednesday I thought that I wouldn't be dating for, you know, a while longer. But things happen, things change, and we're doing it for the plot, I guess, and we're going to dip our toe back in that arena. So I guess we'll see what happens. Maybe it'll be a funny story for next week. If not, stay tuned, (laughs) and she might not be in her single era. Maybe next week's episode is what to do when you're falling in love, because because this girl falls in love hard, really, really hard. I fall and I smack my face on the floor. Anyways, today we're going to be talking about breakups, but I've been really delaying this episode because I found out that potentially maybe my ex might be listening to my podcast because we're still kind of family friends and we don't really keep in contact, but like we have been on like coffee dates and stuff post breakup um that we're not romantic it was just like being friends um and so I was a little bit nervous to talk about it because it will be um very revealing I guess from from me and um yeah a little bit scared but you know what to everyone who's listening all my girlfriends who are listening to all of the people who are across the world I feel like we have a few US listeners at the moment um which is really exciting hi um if you're in the US or overseas away from Australia hi um But yes, I guess we'll dive in. So we're going to talk about my first breakup first and foremost, because I feel like the breakup from your first love is one that a lot of people have experienced unless you were just magical and chose someone who you wanted to marry first and foremost. Um, If not, you can relate to this, I hope at least. Um, So I was with my ex from the ages of 17 through to 18 
And that was a very transformative time in, I guess, a lot of people's life, but in mine. Um, I was going through an ED at the time, which he was there for, which I really appreciate that he was there for, but I think it really trauma bonded me to him. And I was really attached to my identity as someone with an eating disorder when I was in that relationship, which, you know, contributed to the breakup. But in essence, um, right before Christmas, I know, I know, I broke up with him over the phone and I really regret that because I think that our relationship was so beautiful and so wholesome and to just end it through a phone call oh I remember that phone call and I think I'll remember it for the rest of my life I could feel my heart being ripped from my chest as I said that like we shouldn't be together anymore and you know there are a lot of reasons for why I decided to end it but one of the main reasons that I only really came to once I broke up with him was that in recovery, my self-esteem was really low. I was going through a lot of changes mentally. I was going through a lot of changes physically. And I started defining who I was and what I was worth based on how people treated me. And at this time, you know, he had been through a lot just, you know, being in my circle. I was going through a lot, obviously, in ED recovery and just like hopping out of school. Like we were fresh out of school heading into, I guess, pressures of do I go to university? Do I get a full-time job? All of those normal type pressures. There was just a lot going on for us. And so our communication, our practice of, you know, being in love with each other because love isn't just like a name or a concept or something. It's something you have to practice and do and work on. We were really slacking on that. And every time that I would remember how it used to be and then reflect on how that's changed and, you know, I would place a lot of blame on myself for the changes in our relationships because of what I was going through. I started feeling like the worst person on the planet because I was, you know, matching the treatment in the relationship or, you know, how it's changed as to what I was worth. So I feel like a major survival instinct for me was just to leave and to get out of that because I recognized that if I was staying in a relationship where my worth and value was being based on the treatment or like, I guess the experience within the relationship, whether it was good or bad, you know, like I shouldn't have based my worth on how they, how they were treating me. I should have based it on more internal factors and traits and who I thought I actually was. But at that stage, I just was in such a survival mode that I just needed to, I guess, remove anything from my life that wasn't helping towards my survival. And I think I made a really irrational and um, I guess quick decision to break up with him um, which is why I did it over the phone because in this moment I was coming back to this pact that we made back when we were 17 and I wouldn't recommend anyone makes this pact because it can really set you up for some disappointment as I really had experienced firsthand so we made this pact that well, we really recognized that our relationship was and connection was really quite deep and we were really in love with each other and we thought we were worth fighting for. 
And so we also recognize that sometimes you get in really irrational flights and there's a lot of emotion, whether that's stress or something that's going on that just causes you to act, I guess, like you wouldn't normally. And we said that if we ever had a situation like that and we broke up one night, we would go to bed, we would sleep on it. And then the next day we'd wake up and we'd talk about it and see if it's worth getting back together again. And so when I was in this really heightened state of having really low self-worth, I thought that I would test the relationship and test how worthy I was of being fought for. So when I broke up with him, I had this pact in mind and I said, oh, it's okay though, because, you know, we'll wake up tomorrow morning and we'll have a talk about it and he'll prove to me that I'm worthy of being fought for and I'm worthy of being loved and that he really is in love with me and that, you know, it'll prove any of my doubts wrong. But that was a really unrealistic expectation because I was creating this narrative about, what this breakup was going to look like or what this relationship was going to look like. And I was expecting him to follow it when I haven't even communicated with him um, about the narrative. And so I set this really unrealistic expectation and it just led me to disappointment. And it really hurt me because it was such a stab to my self-worth and to my self-confidence. And I think that's why I fell really hard in the breakup because I just came out of it with really low self-worth and it basically confirmed all of my self-doubts and that really mean girl in my mind and I feel like that happens quite frequently in relationships especially when you break up like any action in that breakup we tend to overanalyze and we do a lot of introspection and we spend lots of time alone or we find lots of distractions to distract ourselves from what actually happened in the breakup and what internal factors within our own hearts were actually influencing how we acted. And as someone who is an introvert and does a lot of introspective work, which you know is great, but also can be really quite overwhelming, I found that my whole mind and my whole heart was consumed by him even months after the relationship. And, you know, I tried to go for a rebound and that was quite embarrassing because he did walk in on a date between me and this rebound, which was, yeah, that was really hard because I was at this date and I saw him at the end of the table. I was like, I don't even want to be on the date with this person right now. I just want to spend time with you. And like, please do not make this look like I'm moving on because I'm still completely consumed by you and my love for you. Um, But yeah, that was really embarrassing. But that rebound really didn't work out. And it caused me to really face the facts about what actually was going on in my heart, what I really needed to recover from, what I really needed to work through and how that affected how I showed up in the relationship previous. So what I did was I wrote out all of my needs in a relationship, what I really needed, what was the ideal version of a relationship. And then I compared it to how I was, I guess, being treated and also treating him in the relationship. Like it goes both ways. And I used the needs that were unmet as reminders as to why I shouldn't be in that relationship anymore. Because 
every time he would come up in my mind, the first thought would be, oh, I should text him. Like I should go over to his house. I wonder if he would, how he would react if I just showed up at his house. And I was like, please, please just like give me a hug. Like I just need to feel like connected to you right now. I miss you so much. So using these needs, every time that that thought would come up, I'd be like, yeah, but I really didn't feel like we were communicating in an adult manner. And I really didn't feel like I could go to him about some really deep emotions and feel safe in that. And that was a need that was really important to me. So every time that breakup and that relationship came up in my mind, which honestly was at least six hours of the day, I'd be consumed by it. I would remind myself, I'd go to my notes app and I'd look at those lists of needs and I'd be like, no, I'm not letting myself be in a relationship with someone who could not fulfill my needs. And it's not to hold any grudges against them. I will always hold a special place for him. It's not romantic. It's just, I love his soul and I love the place and importance that he had in my life. And I really recognize that he was a crucial part of my development. And I I wouldn't be the same person I am today if it wasn't for him. So I love him for that. But, you know, I'm going to let that romantic idolization of them go because it's no longer serving for me. And I really think that that was such an important part in healing my self-worth and what I thought I was worthy of. I learned what I didn't and what I did and didn't want. And I learned what it meant to treat me the way I wanted to be treated by setting those standards. Because quite often we learn how we want to be treated based off of experience within a relationship. And that's great because, you know, real life experience is really good, but quite often It doesn't circle back to our individual needs. And so when I started reflecting on what I need from a relationship, how I want to be treated in a relationship and what I thought I was worth in a relationship, not only did that reflect back to me the areas in my life and the areas in my identity and my sense of self that I needed to work on, but it also showed me what I want to look for in a relationship. Okay, now I really want to talk about when you have love for someone who no longer deserves it and what it's like to end a relationship with people who know who are no longer good for you and I want to kind of tie this into friendships and family because I can relate on a family level at least Um, as you guys know over the past few episodes I've been expressing that family issues have been going on right now and I'm having to end a relationship with someone that is no longer good for me and that is a family member And it's really heartbreaking to hold love for someone, but needing to withhold it because as like out of protection, I guess. And I think that is something that I always come back to the universe, God, angels, whatever you believe in, trusting that they will influence who is in your life as a a reason. There's a reason for that. And whether that is to teach you a lesson for protection or to bring you peace. Like there's always a reason as to why people are in your life. At least that's what I believe in. And I think holding on to that is really important. And I found that especially in terms of family and friends, when that connection is just 
different to an intimate relationship, especially with family. I guess you're born into it. You're born with them. You're born, I guess, to have a relationship and to love them um, in that family dynamic. But when they show their true colors and you recognize that that isn't good for you anymore, maybe it's not good for you right now and you just need to have a break or maybe you just decided that that relationship can no longer happen in your life knowing that that is for protection they're removed from your life to protect you and to protect what you're meant to do in your life and the amazing things that are to come and the new people who are going to show up in your life who will show you a different form of love and will show you how worthy of love you are rather than, you know, maybe it's an abusive or a toxic relationship there. I know I've been in my fair share of really awful relationships. And after they've been removed, um, like that situationship I talked about in season two, I was still really hung up on this person for, you know, a few months afterwards. But, you know, now to this day, actually like this week, I was really reflecting on that situationship and it made me realize that I am so glad not to be stuck in that anymore. And I say stuck with such an emphasis because I would have been stuck if I didn't leave them, if I didn't end that relationship, if I didn't realize that this was no longer good for me and I stopped pursuing it like I would be in a completely different situation as I am now I can tell you I would be overworked I would be feeling not loved at all I wouldn't be seeing my family and it would just all consume me and I wouldn't really have a personality or a life at all and so that is protection because now I'm able to show up with such a freedom and such love and I am having balance in my life and that is so crucial to any human being. Ending relationships is really challenging because on one hand they are it's really good for protection and it's really good to, you know, protect your own energy, protect your life, protect your heart, especially if they prove that they're no longer good for you or they're worthy of your love. But on another hand, you know, ending relationships can become quite addictive and getting into relationships, I guess the um, notion of like leading someone on or just going from relationship to relationship and quoting it as protection um, just because you're scared to be intimate and vulnerable with someone is also like really hard to deal with. And I think if you're in that case where you're just jumping from relationship to relationship because you're scared, I mean, there's nothing wrong with jumping from relationship to relationship if, you know, both parties are kind of aware of that's what's happening right now. But if you're like in your intentions look like you want to be in a long term relationship, but you know deep down that you're not going to do that and you're just scared of getting vulnerable. So as soon as it gets really good or really intimate or really scary, you just leave. I've been there. I've done that. Um, it's really important to start reflecting on what you actually are looking for in these relationships. And maybe you're just looking to date around and to experience a whole bunch of people. And I think that is awesome but at the same time I think if you are in that situation and I've been there too we it's really important to ask do I actually like this person do I actually have the intention of dating them or do I just prefer being with them over being lonely right now 
And I definitely found that, um, especially in my first few months of being single and whatnot, I was going on a whole bunch of dates and these guys were awful, absolutely awful, but I'd still continue dating them because it would be better than being alone. And it would be better than feeling really lonely because that was really scary. And to leave me in my thoughts and to leave me in my own mind and not have someone to text or not have someone to hang out with was really scary. Um, But I think what I did was I reflected on my friendships and I reflected about what makes them so good um, and why I keep coming back to them, why they have stood the test of time. Friendship love is different, but also really similar to, I guess, Uh, boyfriend girlfriend partner type love because you have this soul connection they know a lot about you you shared lots of memories together especially if they're long-term friendships and then focusing on the qualities in those relationships even spending time in those friendships is um, a way that I really I guess got over this fear of being relationship lonely or I guess romantically lonely What I find interesting, though, is that as I have journeyed throughout this single part of my life, I've transitioned from being, I guess, lonely for a relationship and lonely for company to lonely for intimacy, which is why I'm going on this date today, because I recognize that initially when I first got out of that relationship I just wanted someone to distract me I wanted someone to love bomb me and like I would have just accepted it because it was company it was communication it was love or you know lust or whatever you're going to call it but after spending a lot of time I guess alone and lonely and getting comfortable with that I now have transitioned into this feeling of being lonely for intimacy And I feel like this is a different kind of heartbreak that I haven't really experienced before. And so it's just different, this stage in my single, I guess, era. Um, It's definitely different and I don't really know how to navigate it um, because I know that I'm okay on my own. I know that I am able to live on my own and to like be self-sufficient and to still maintain really good friendships and relationships with my family and progress through my career and do this podcast but at the same time I just get what the people on The Bachelor are saying (laughs) I can't believe I just (laughs) I get what they're saying when they say that they're just missing that little piece because Yeah, I just feel like there's a part that I really want to explore, but no one has come up that I think is worthy of the love that I'll give them because I know that that will be really deep and really beautiful and, you know, it's a gift to give someone and I just haven't found that person yet and that can be quite, quite lonely, but I think I'm coming to the end of that. I just feel like I have, I have this gut feeling that my single era might be coming to a close um, soon. I'm not sure if it will be with with this person that I'm going on a date with today. Potentially. We'll see. I'll keep you updated. But if not, maybe someone else in the future. And I saw this quote on a reel, actually. It's from the book How to Be an Adult in Relationships by David Rico. I am hoping that I'm pronouncing that last name right. And it was, once we love ourselves... 
people no longer look good to us unless they are good for us. And that just really hit a chord because it's so often, even if you're in your single era or if you are in a relationship right now with someone who you're like kind of thinking, oh, I don't know if this is exactly what I wanted it to be or what I expected it to be. I think things have changed and I want different things now. Once we learn what we're worth once we learn and we come to reckon with the absolute magic within us and the love that we're able to share with people and the beautiful memories that we're really keen to make with people people don't really look appealing because we don't want to risk the relationship that we have with ourselves And we don't want to risk this freedom that we've created in our life that allows us to see our friends and allows us to pursue, you know, going on dates by ourselves or treating ourselves and making ourselves a priority. We don't want to risk that because maybe we've been heartbroken before or we just know the importance of having a solid relationship with yourself. At the end of the day, you only have yourself. You are in your mind, you are in your body for the rest of your life. And it's really important to take care of that, both physically and emotionally, mentally, spiritually. It's really important to do that. And creating that relationship takes a really long time and is really quite challenging. But it is one of the best adventures that you'll ever go on. And I just, if anyone is on that journey right now, I'm on that too. I'm here holding your hand. It is, um, it's a long journey. I'm not going to lie, but it doesn't mean that you have to be isolated from people as well. I mean, you can definitely still be in a relationship and work on yourself. You can still be in your single era and start working on yourself. You can be dating people and still working on yourself. Whatever that means for you is, you know, you know yourself best. You have been living in your body your whole life. You know what will work for you. And if you're still experimenting with that, that is all part of the process working with yourself working with your mind working with your emotions is all part of it you're just learning gaining more information about who you are and how you want to show up and that is just beautiful in its own um i don't think i have anything else to share on this i really hope that you guys had a bit of a giggle and that you have a fantastic rest of your week i've spiced it up for a monday for you Um, And I will see you next week. If you have not already, head over to the Instagram at How's Your Heart Pod. Share this with a friend, rate it on Spotify and give her a review over on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate all of the love from you guys and that you really enjoyed this episode. I love you and I hope that your heart is well. Uh, Yeah, bye. See you next week.